Hello, badasses. Welcome to Monday. I wonder how your weekend went. Mine, I've got to tell you, I was not. It was so funny, like on Friday, I know I posted in here. I was so, uh, I was exhausted. I was saying to my husband this morning that I was like tired to my, like right down deep into my core on Friday. I ran an event on, on Wednesday and Thursday for my very amazing mastermind that, that I run. And I was kind of like, you know, raring to go and all excited on Thursday night. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And then come Friday, I was like, done, absolutely spent. So I gifted myself with the, the majority, not the whole day, but with the majority of the day off. And it was really interesting, actually, because for me, what I... Um, I guess like what I, what I noticed was I was, I was sitting at my desk, I would start something, I'd get really distracted. I would try to do something else. I'd get distracted. And I was being just completely unproductive. It was just really, really unhelpful. And, and I guess I, what I know about myself now is that I can usually kind of manipulate myself into getting on board, being more productive, doing all the things, being motivated and everything else. And on Friday, I was just done. And and this has come up a little bit actually over over the last, probably particularly over the last five days, where especially if you're living in Victoria or you're, you're somewhere where there are things changing on a daily basis in terms of restrictions and, and, and infections and you know, all the rest of it, it can it can really take its toll. So before I launch into all of the stuff that I wanted to talk to you today about, I thought that I would just remind you that it's actually okay and really normal if if you have days where you're just like, I feel like, you know, so long as you're not full of shit, right? If you're full of shit and you're and you're bullshitting yourself and you are and you're totally in sabotage, then that's one thing. But if you are in a position where you are like I am so tired. I am I'm just done. Then gift yourself with the permission to stop. So consequently over the weekend, much to my husband's displeasure, I did pretty much not much of anything at all. I lay on the couch for the majority of yesterday and like moving between the couch and the kitchen to get food and then moving back. And and I've come into today uh, a lot more clear-headed, a lot more um, ready and energized. So consequently, what that means for all of you is that we get to talk about the four types of influence, which is really fun. And, and I think the, the biggest thing being that in a world right now where literally everyone, ha literally, not that's not true, it's not literally everyone, but almost every business, every business owner, any, any coach, mentor, practice owner, doesn't matter, like everyone has realized that the only way for you to kind of, hey, Linda, that you um, can kind of survive what is going on right now in terms of a really big uh, contraction from, from, a, from many areas is you've got to step up into your spotlight and, and definitely be online. But with that comes more noise because everybody knows the same thing, right? So it's like, um, if, if only there was like this happening. So it's like the, the, the latest, the latest new hip, 
amazing place opens up in your local area and everyone's just like, yes, we've got to go and everyone floods to the venue. Uh, and it, you know, the, the demand for, for that venue, for the best seat in the house, for whatever else is really high, right? And, and that's kind of what the internet's like right now. Everyone's just going like, holy shit, we need to run. And so consequently, there is a whole load of, of poor quality, uh, time-wasting bullshit that gets posted and that gets shared by a lot of people. So what? Th th there's two things that happen. Number one is kind of like everything is being thrown at the internet. And then what that means is that there's a whole lot of trash that people have to sort through, right? And consequently, the other side of this is that consumers, as in you and me, our bullshit detectors are sky high, right? They are really, really high, which is amazing because it means that we're, we're a lot more educated, we can be very discerning, and it's also really great for your audience, right? For the people that you want to buy from you because you can stand out and cut through the noise from a place of authority. So I guess like when we're looking at influence, the, the way that I see it, there are, there are four main things that you can have a look at. And number one, the first thing is about being you being, being real, right? So the first type of influence is you, that gorgeous face that looks at you back in the mirror, that very handsome face that looks at you back in the mirror every single day. And the thing with this is that if you have a look at, uh, just turn my volume down on my computer. If you have a look at what really makes people stick around, what makes people buy, what makes people uh, listen to you is that they will, usually they'll listen to you when they trust you. But to trust you, they generally need to like you first, right? So marketing is all about building the night, know you, like you, trust you relationship. You guys have heard that probably a bazillion, million, quadrupillion times in your whole, in your whole entire life. And the, I guess like the big part about that is that when you're likable, different things happen. So people end up being more loyal, they listen to you more, they trust you more. And they're more likely then to follow you and, and do the things that, that you suggest or take your advice. And so that's really, really important. So the first type of influence is actually called likability, right? The second type of influence is where you start to build your, your thought leadership. Now, it doesn't matter if you are brand new to business, it doesn't matter if you're brand new to content marketing or if you've been in the game for 10, 20 years. If you're a, like, if, if, you've been in, if you've been in the internet marketing world for more than five years, you're, you're an internet marketing dinosaur. But you can, so you know, whether you've been in it for a short term or a long term, thought leadership is a really great place to establish uh, a really great presence. So the way that you do this is you want to really sit and have a look at your authority marketing. So that means the way that you communicate, it means the way that you articulate your message, it's the way that you articulate how it is that you help people do what you do, whether that's become more organized. I mean, you could be selling a planner, a planning system that helps people be more organized and you can be a thought leader in that, in that realm. You've just got to look at Marie Kondo as an example of that. You could talk about like your, your thought leadership might be around in, in the coaching world about helping people achieve a breakthrough. Again, we've got Mark Manson who, who has made a really great name for himself with the subtle art of not giving a fuck uh, and, and his book around that. So they are two people 
Oh, and and actually another one that you uh, that you will know really well is the Barefoot Investor, right? So you've got those three books, for example, that are very different. We've got uh, Barefoot Investor that's selling a financial return, but the other two, one is around organizing and one is around personal development. Right, so you can establish your thought leadership around things that um, may not necessarily feel like it, it has a, a financial repercussion for people. And, that, and that's a big thing that a lot of people have. It's like, yeah, well, I'm not in the business of helping people make money. That's great. To be a thought leader, you don't need to be in the business of helping people make money. You just need to be in the business of helping people get what they want. And every single one of you is in fact in the business of helping other people get what they want, whether you're a nutritionist, a dietitian, a personal trainer, a tea creator, could be anything, right? And I'm like talking like drinking tea. So you are actually, or you have capacity to be a thought leader and establish that, and that is absolutely uh, one of the main types of influence. In terms of how you use that, we, we then have a look at going, all right, well, we've got the ability to be online and you've got online influence. I'm actually putting that into a separate category. And this can be, um, I really hate this term, but you can become the influencer. Um, which, like to me, like when people say, oh, you're an influencer, to me, it almost, seems like there's no substance. That's my judgment on it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If you're an influencer, you absolutely do have substance. You do have things to say and share. Um, but I guess like that's really what we're looking at. That's the, the colloquialism at the moment around how you, how you really do create authority online is by becoming an influencer. But the best way that you can do that is by leveraging those first two things that we talked about, which is likability, and the second thing being thought leadership. So when you start influencing online, the thing that you've got to remember is that you've got to show up and you've got to be consistent. So you need to share original thoughts. You can share some other things that are not yours, but for the most part, share your original thinking. Do all of that online. Share it, share it, share it. And, and be consistent around your sharing, be consistent around your message and be specific with who it is that you really want to be talking to. And then the fourth type of influence is offline influence. So this is where, and I've had this happen and it, and it makes me it makes me laugh and, and I, it's, it's really weird, it's, it's so weird, is where you might be, you can use your, your online influence to really establish offline as well. So I've been walking through car parks and I've had people yell across the car park at me. I've been walking in our local area and people have yelled, like good, good yelling, not bad yelling, um, at me to, because they recognize me from being online. So this is where, like if you're looking at offline influence, You've got to, and this is why it's so important for you to be able to leverage the first one, which is be you and be likable. Because when people see you walking down the street in the grocery store or anything like that, you want your offline personality to match who you are online, which matches your thought leadership marketing, which ties into your likability. So if you think about those four kind of pillars, the, you, you've got to be, and I guess the, cru the crux of it all and the overall umbrella of it all is that you've got to be 
you. You've got to be willing to show up and share your heart and be vulnerable and, 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 and be real. It doesn't mean that you sit here and, and you have a sob story uh, every, every day of the week if that's, you know, because because you think that that's what being vulnerable is about. Being vulnerable, to me, being vulnerable is about you sharing who you are with your audience. Uh, like I was sharing about like not feeling like I had any energy left for you guys on Friday. And, and actually, if I turned up on Friday on my live, it probably would have been quite incoherent and I think I would have actually ended up probably embarrassed. I don't think it would have um, been helpful, right? I was, I was tired to the bone. So that can be a vulnerable share. A vulnerable share might be saying, oh, look, you guys, actually, here's a really vulnerable share. I've got my, um, my book launch happening on Friday night. Let me, um, Friday night, Victorian time, very early, um, if you are in the UK or the US, it's um, I'm just getting the, the link for you because I'm gonna vulnerably ask for your uh, assistance with this actually. So I'm really worried, <laughs> how's this? I'm really worried that no one's gonna show up. I'm really worried that it's gonna be a complete um, balls up. I've been really worried that there's this much do about nothing. Um, and, and that's really, you know, like it's kind of like launching a program for the first time, I guess, and, and being really concerned that people aren't going to buy or that, that no one will buy or that you'll sell lots or whatever. And that really, it takes a huge amount of courage for you to still get out there and do that. Right. So that might be something that you share with your audience. So, hey, you know what, you guys, I'm really worried that, you know, this, this might fail and this is what it means, but this is the choices and the decisions that I'm making instead and not letting that stop you. So there you go. That is me for today. So if you would love to come out and hang out with us for the book launch on Friday night so that I'm not the only one in the room or so that Joe and I are not the only ones in the room, that'd be really cool. It will be streamed live into here as well. But if you want to get in the lucky draw, draw prize, then you need to register because we'll be collating all of all of that information. All right, you guys, that is the four types of influence. Happy Monday. I hope you are entering this week feeling suitably energized, excited, and ready to create some really massive change. So all you need to do is get yourself out there, go help some people, have fun doing it, and remember that the world is ready for your brand of awesome. If I don't see you before, I will see you tomorrow. Mwah. Take care. Talk to you soon. Oh, thanks, Kirsty. You are very welcome.